now it's Just Plane Radio. Yeah. The show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. I can fly. Take me to the Brought to you by JustPlaneRadio.com. It's your lucky day. Your aviation resource on the information super skyway. You got a plane. Call Just Plane Radio toll free now at 888-884-2FLY. And the sky's the limit. That's 888-884-2359. Sir? I'd like you to take the helm, please. I'd be glad to. Greg, your co-pilot, that's me along with Captain Dennis and RV Tom rounding out the crew as we navigate the latest aviation news and information here on Just Plane Radio, the show devoted to the aviation lifestyle and learning to fly. All right, so, uh, man, is it hot out there. Wow. Uh, we're uh, in, uh, you know, in Florida, and, boy, we are definitely in the middle of summer now, and the humidity is way up. We're going to talk about how that affects your flying abilities uh, in the machine of your choice a little bit. But i got to reflect back on what happened last week. Uh, towards the end of the show, I was talking about the fact that I had gotten through my Sporties online course. i got to do the test uh, practice tests now so and find out how much I actually absorbed and how much kind of came in and went out. And I'll have an update for you on that next week. However, I mentioned the fact that Rob Ryder, who is uh, one of the guys who does the videos for Sporties, he does a lot of air show announcing across the country, uh, you know, was part of that course that I was watching. And I was like, you know, um, I I, I know this guy. He's from Cincinnati. I'd had him on uh, Just Plain Radio years ago when I first started my private uh, pilot certificate. Uh, because I went up to the air show uh, at Sun and Fun and started talking to him. I had, I had a conversation. He grew up in Cincinnati and all this stuff. I, I didn't at the time make the connection that he was actually on a TV show uh, in Cincinnati as I was growing up called the Bob Braun Show. And it was a like a weekly lunchtime talk show. And anyway, I mentioned all this last week and I had this epiphany like, oh my gosh, that's the same guy. And you know, he was like the music director on this TV show that was fairly popular in Cincinnati back in the day. And so after we uh, did the show last week, I was like, you know, I got to reach out to Rob again and see if he would talk to me. You know, uh, it's you know, the statute of limitations has expired since the last time we've had him on Just Plain Radio. So I picked up the phone, called him. Sure enough, he picks right up. Hey. How you doing, Rob? And I said, hey, man, I can't believe I didn't make this connection the last time and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, after he got through the part, like, well, okay, this guy's kind of a stalker. He said he would join us back on Just Plain Radio. Couldn't come on today, but maybe in another week or two he would. And uh, and I said, well, you're going to be at uh, AirVenture. And he goes, no, no, I'm kind of getting away from that. He's moving on, it looks like, as far as from his air show announcing days. And uh, kind of, you know, I don't know if he's retiring, but like semi-retirement uh, retirement and doing some other things and traveling with his wife and family and stuff. But we had a great conversation, and it was really, really something uh, to kind of make that connection. And, and I just said, you know, I wanted to thank you for being so kind, so generous with your time. When I met you years ago at Sun and Fun, I, I don't forget it. And even back in the day in Cincinnati, you, you played uh, – you know, we were at uh, this amusement park, uh, Kings Kings Island, and you were the music director. And I'm sure you remember this like it was yesterday, just like me. But we went up to you after the show and uh, and and had you play Rubber Ducky, the song Rubber Ducky, which he had done on the Bob Braun show 
and Cincinnati back in the day. He was he was you know their musical director. He did all this stuff, and of course he he just listened to my conversation. And instead of saying you are an idiot and don't ever call me again, he was like, oh that's great, Greg. That's fun. Yeah, I'll still talk to you if you want to. You know, well, well, I'll come back on Just Plain Radio. And he, he, I don't know, he seemed mildly amused by my uh, diatribe. And I, I don't know, what do you think of that, Dennis? Is that good um, or patronizing? I think was maybe the that term could be it. to look for. Yeah, I mean, a, a fresh uh, cease and desist order, or you know, uh, uh, something. There, there could be something that comes in the mail. That's this nice, week. kid. Now here's here's a, a lollipop. Move yeah, along. yeah. Get away from me, kid. You bother me. No, no. He is so nice, and you know, and it's one of those. The reason I want to share the story is because it is a uh, you know, a, you know, a very similar theme that you have with many people in aviation when you go to the air shows. You never know who you're going to run into and who you're going to, you know, have a beer with at the coconut flyers. And next thing you start talking to them, realize this, realize this person is like, you know, a retired military pilot that did all this crazy historic stuff uh, back in the day. And you're just hanging out with them. You don't realize how big a deal they are, but they're very uh, much in the frame, my, you know, mind frame of of paying it forward and and you know taking you know, a new pilot under their wing and uh, like, hey, come on, join the club. You know, uh, we, we we know you're an idiot now, but you might turn into something someday and we're not going to judge you, you know, uh, at this point. We want to encourage you to continue the journey and follow our flight path and maybe you'll become kind of a big deal someday too. I mean, I see that uh, constantly. Don't you, RV Tom, when you met all your people, all your friends in uh, aviation, they're very generous with their time especially with some newbie idiot like me you think that's true when it, when it comes to aviation everybody just uh they open their heart up right away to it they're always trying to i always i find everybody tries to play it forward uh right and that's what's so great about this uh aviation yeah. it really is I've, I've never seen any other field where it's like this yeah well and rob Ryder, i mean same way his attitude was very nice and like i said he, we, we had a, a nice little conversation and like i said he, he may actually even come back on the uh on the show here in another week or two actually at the end of the uh sporties course one of the last modules or videos I watched, there's a, a video and it, it kind of ends with the idea like, look, you're getting ready to take on this journey and uh, uh, make this accomplishment to get your private pilot certificate. Remember, you know, to give back and to encourage the people behind you following behind you. So they, you know, it's kind of built into the DNA, I think, of becoming a private pilot that you want to do that pay it forward kind of thing. So uh, there you go. Take it for what it's worth. If you're thinking about becoming a private pilot, you know, hopefully you can do it quicker than I, but uh, but just know there's plenty of people out there that are going to support you and help you along the way, and they can look up to, and, and if you have a question, you can just walk right up to them usually and talk to them, and they won't uh, smack you in upside the head or anything like that. Look, as annoying as I can be, and I've yet to have any major incidents, <laughs> that says something, doesn't it, Dennis? I'm not sure what it says, but uh, yeah, the patience I mean, of Job is what what it says. That's I think. probably right up there. But I mean, yeah. I'm in the same situation. I mean, I remember meeting you uh, for the first time at a dive show, you know, with my son, and you're like, "Oh, there's who's this stalker coming to Chicago?" And yes. here we are, you know, what ten, eleven, twelve years later, whatever it is, and you know, 
spending every week together doing this radio show. Well, exactly. You just never know. Because we're sharing a common passion. That's right. And you have that in common and your friendship and, uh, you know, business relationships only build from that. Nine times out of ten, it's always who you know and who you, you know, end up hopnobbing with after a period of time. And when you have that, you know, common, you know, uh, uh, interest of aviation or diving in the case of Dennis and I or a combination of both, it just builds and uh, other opportunities a lot of times and, and that kind of thing. So, yeah, just something to kind of keep in mind. And you never know when it's going to come full circle when you're going to start this stuff. And then you realize like, oh, my gosh, I'm uh, hanging. I'm, I'm actually talking to a guy I grew up uh, watching on TV. I didn't even realize it till right now. And uh, yeah. And by the way, it was the Bob Braun show, not WKRP in Cincinnati, which is what RV Tom <laughs> said right before we uh, went on the air today. Yeah, Lonnie yeah. Anderson had nothing to do with the Bob yes. Braun show, I'm sure. But, but let's be clear. I definitely watched every episode. <laughs> When I was growing up in Cincinnati, had that Bob uh, Braun or WKRP? Both. Uh, actually, I, I probably watched more of the WKRP and Cincinnati uh, TV oh, shows. It kind of set you on a career path, didn't it? Yes. And damn them to hell for it. No, I kid. No, it's been fun. I'm very fortunate. But it, you know, I'll tell you, after all these years in radio, that show uh, in its own right was more real than people realize. You know, even though it wasn't based on a real radio station in Cincinnati, the characters on that show, uh, I've dealt with them all. And uh, which one do I uh, most, uh, you know, connect with or, or been compared with? Uh, that's not dead. Come on. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm totally a Johnny Fever kind of guy, at least in my own mind. Yeah, we'll go with that. Just Plane Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. Do you have a message or product you need to share with the aviation world? Well, look no further than Just Plane Radio. Just like you, thousands of aviation enthusiasts are hearing this message. And we could be talking about you and your product or service as early as next Saturday. Remember, a terrible thing happens when you don't advertise. Nothing. Go to JustPlaneRadio.com, send us an email, and let us get to work to make your marketing message matter. Whether you're a flight student, an experienced pilot, or simply an aviation enthusiast, there is a place for you as a member of the Aircraft Owners and Pilots Association. Join AOPA to get the latest general aviation news, safety resources, and technical support you need to sharpen your skills and become a central part of the nation's vibrant general aviation community. Learn more about becoming a member at AOPA.org. That's AOPA.org. Imagine traveling twice as fast as you can drive. Imagine taking friends and family snorkeling, surfing, skiing, shopping, and more to exotic destinations. Imagine attending business meetings in cities far away and still making it home at night. Or just imagine exploring the wild blue yonder. Quit dreaming about it and get to it. There has never been a better time to become a private pilot. And flight training professionals in Orlando will show you how. Flight Training Professionals in Orlando is your full-service flight school. 
a state-of-the-art flight simulator, a fleet of the latest Cessna aircraft, and a staff of full-time seasoned flight instructors are just a few of the many reasons flight training professionals in Orlando is the place to start your aviation adventure. Call 407-896-0077. That's 407-896-0077. Or go to ftpros.com. That's ftpros.com. Plane Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. So, you gonna ride shotgun with me, help me fly? That's the plan. And time flying so high, high off the ground. When you're around. This is Just Plane Radio, Gregor Copilot, that's me. Along with Captain Dennis and RV Tom rounding out the crew. All right, so yeah, WKRP in Cincinnati, it did inspire me uh, in some twisted way to follow this fly path of being a radio guy. And then I luckily took a detour uh, into scuba diving and flying private planes, which is where I've landed today. And, uh, you know, I, I do give that uh, show some some props for inspiration. Uh, you know, and, and I guess uh, uh, RV Tom uh actually flew Lonnie Anderson and uh, Burt Reynolds at some point in his career. He just told me that during the commercial break. So, uh, care to share, or or how did that come come to be? What happened, well, I, Tom? I, well, I was flying for a company called. This was about nineteen eighty through eighty three before I got on the airlines. But I was flying for a company, Flight International, and we flew Learjets and MU two. Uh, with the military and the Navy out of Jacksonville, Norfolk, and San Diego. Yeah. Uh, we, we simulated uh, targets on radars and anti-submarine warfare, and uh, we'd dive down on ships, and they would track access, and, and then we'd be the bogey, and then they'd send F-14s up. We actually got to work with Carl Vinson and the Nimitz. Uh, when they filmed that movie, uh, uh, what's the name of that movie? Midway, uh, or? No. No, where they went Some back. Top something? Oh, that one. <laughs> no, oh, you're fine. You took me in the final countdown. The final countdown, yes. Ah, yeah, that it's... was so cool. So we, so we got to work with that and then it's at that time. So that wow. was pretty cool. But okay. we got a call one day, the operations said, Hey, you guys want to do a charter? We just got in from a, a four hour mission. And it said, You got Burt Reynolds. We got a, when I was out of uh, Jacksonville at the time. So we did a quick right down to Palm Beach, picked up Burt Reynolds, and, and lo and behold, there's Lonnie Anderson went with them. And, well, uh, yeah, they were back yeah. in the day, hand in hand. They were, they were the guys. That, just, yeah. that made my day. I mean, your childhood, uh, you know, we used to have, you know, a poster of her on, on the wall. Where like, hey, now. <laughs> anyway, yeah, so Burt Reynolds, he sat in the back of the airplane, and we had the airplane fully catered and everything. Mm-hmm. And he just drank cranberry juice all the way over. He had, the pen, he had appendicitis, so... Uh, mm. uh, we were flying him out for whatever reason out to uh, Salt Lake. That's where his doctor was at. So we got in the Lear 35. We threw him out there. But he just laid down in the back all the way. He, you could tell he was in pain. And uh, yeah. he came up right between the two of us uh, and just talked to us all the way out there. Nice like, guy, huh? Oh, yeah. She was so nice and so sweet. And just, uh, well, you know, yeah. He, so or, he, he went right to Lonnie Anderson. You notice that, Dennis? 
Yeah, oh, which yeah. I can't blame them. If I had both of them in my airplane, I probably if, would if have focused. If you grew up with the poster of her yeah. on your wall and she's right. suddenly in your airplane, yeah, that's where I'd pay, spend my attention to. Yeah, well, a brush with uh, brush with great greatness for sure. Yeah, actually, you know, I got a little antidote too. Burt Reynolds, uh, he knew some of uh, my, my diving friends. Uh, Dennis knows the dive god, as we like to call him. And years ago, when we first started our scuba show, he called late late night he was out drinking with his buddies and one of them happened to be burt reynolds and he uh left a voicemail i didn't pick it up because it was like one o'clock in the morning but he was hanging out drinking with uh, burt reynolds and he they called and left a message on my voicemail uh it's like hey greg listen to your show and it was the bandit i was like oh my gosh and i was like i could have kicked myself for not picking up the phone that night you know uh, but it was Burt Reynolds, and he said he liked uh, what we did on our scuba diving show. So uh, there you go. Uh, yeah. yeah, cool people. And he was very nice. Very nice what he said and and uh, hanging, and despite the company he was keeping at the time. <laughs> so, you know, it, you know, it all goes, uh, goes around. You never know who you're going to run into or have to fly around once you become a pilot. There's that. Now, right now, it is so daggone hot, though. Uh, where we're based out of in uh, Florida, that uh, it affects your flying in many ways. And the main purpose of uh, getting in an airplane is getting to point A to point B. But at this point, you had this other caveat is like getting to point A and point B without looking like you just got out of a swimming pool. Because uh, the humidity, the heat, is uh, it is just, oh, it is brutal. Uh, out there and when you're in the plane especially if you're in one of these uh single engine 172s that don't have the ac <laughs> even when you pop open the uh you know pop in, open the windows or the doors it may not be too bad when you got the engine running but man it it takes all of 30 seconds before you're dripping with sweat uh once you turn the engine off would you agree dennis well, that's uh, any pilot. I mean, you, if you want to make them sweat, turn you know, turn the fan off on the front to guarantee right. they're they're going to start sweating. But yeah, uh, no, it is uh, very muggy, very hot. I wait till the absolute last second to close that door. Uh, you know, <laughs> I've been known to lock it as we're rolling onto the center line of the runway just to keep the uh, the temperatures at least tolerable until we get going. And right. then uh, it's like, how fast can we get to about 3,000 feet? Because that's where it seems to start to cool off. Exactly. And, where, and then the AC comes on. <laughs> uh, nature's AC, right. But, uh, you know, when I was flying uh, the first round, trying to get my private pilot certificate, you know, over 10 years ago, one of the things that the flight school did was they, uh, you know, when we were flying in the summer, which I was doing, they had these ice packs in the in a freezer at the flight school, and they had uh, pillowcases, and they take the ice packs that were like I don't know, you know, like a foot or two across, like two by four or something like that, uh, and, and they would put them in the uh, pillowcase, and they would say, "Just put this in the seat behind you on your back, and you're this is going to be uh, something to help the uh, flying in the your you know your." Your training a little bit more enjoyable. And at first it was like, woo. And then it was like, oh, yeah, actually, this feels pretty good. And it worked. And uh, as far as I know, they, they may still be doing that. I don't know. Maybe they went more high tech because there's other options out there to stay cool when you're uh, in one of these planes now. Right, Dennis? Yeah, there's no end of solutions now that people have come up with for this problem. I mean, 
taking their solution of the the pillowcase with the ice pack, yeah. you can take that to the next level. Uh, there's a bunch of companies out there like Be Cool and and some of these that are basically repurposing an igloo cooler and putting a fan on it and blowing you know air over the ice in the cooler to you know lower the cockpit temperature. Those actually are pretty effective. Yeah, I just saw something the other day though that had, I had never seen before and. Apparently, it's an adaptation from the uh, automotive racing industry because they have kind of the same problem. It's really hot in a race car, and they don't have air conditioning. Mm -hmm. Uh, They've got shirts that are like the astronaut undergarments that they'd wear under their uh, spacesuits where they've got cooling tubes embedded in the fabric. And so you take that cooler of ice water and put it in the back seat and hook plug your hose in, and now you've got nice, cool water circulating throughout your T-shirt. Uh, so you're not uh, looking like a, a snowman melting on the Florida tarmac. So you're acting as your own human air conditioner to a certain yeah, extent. Well, you know, right? I, I, it makes a lot of sense because it's only cooling you instead of trying to cool the whole cabin down, which the other ice type ones would do. So there's, there's definitely some solutions out there that do good. Don't let the heat get to you. You can go high tech or low tech. Go up to you. Just keep cool. Frozen water bottle always works too. All right. Where you stick it is up to you as well. That's up to you. Just Plain Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. Imagine traveling twice as fast as you can drive. Imagine taking friends and family snorkeling, surfing, skiing, shopping, and more to exotic destinations. Imagine attending business meetings in cities far away and still making it home at night. Or just imagine exploring the wild blue yonder. Quit dreaming about it and get to it. There has never been a better time to become a private pilot. And flight training professionals in Orlando will show you how. Flight Training Professionals in Orlando is your full-service flight school. A state-of-the-art flight simulator, a fleet of the latest Cessna aircraft, and a staff of full-time seasoned flight instructors are just a few of the many reasons Flight Training Professionals in Orlando is the place to start your aviation adventure. Call 407-896-0077. That's 407-896-0077. Or go to ftpros.com. That's ftpros.com. You are now clear for takeoff with Just Plane Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. So I get off the plane and I forgot to undo my seatbelt and I'm pulling the plane through the terminal. And the wings are knocking people over. And then I almost broke both my arms trying to hold open a revolving door for a woman. Take these broken wings and learn to fly again. Learn to live so free. Take these broken wings. This is Just Plain Radio. Gregor, co-pilot, that's me, along Captain Dennis and RV Tom rounding out the crew. All right, so uh, we're still kind of in vacation travel mode. If you have to fly commercial, uh, God help you. Uh, pack your patience, as they say, because, uh, you know, everybody was traveling last week, and a lot of them are going back this weekend. And, man, the news just keeps on coming. Uh, there's a lot of griping 
uh, going on with the airlines, you know, finger pointing, you know, they're, they're blaming, uh, you know, the, uh, what, the, what, uh, transportation, FAA, I don't know, who are they blaming? Uh, well, the United CEO sent a very scathing letter to the FAA blaming them for the recent cancellations. They said, you know, the weather that we, you were, they had in Newark, um, they've historically been able to handle that without any problem. But the FAA was, you know, st- basically cutting arrival slots and departures by 75%. And, you yeah, know, why though? Forced, why? What was the problem? What was that? This? And that's safety that's there. Where the United, well, that's yeah. where the United CEO is like, look, you've never had to do this in the past. There was nothing different about this weather conditions. Why are you decreasing our arrivals and, and departures by so much? Mm-hmm. That caused us to cancel or delay thousands of flights, which then cascades throughout the whole system. Right. And so now I'm sure the FAA has their reasons. I, I, maybe we just don't and, know. And I'm sure the airlines are looking at it. Well, it's a staffing issue. I'm sure of maybe. it. You know, because there's there's been a lot of pressure on the FAA that they haven't been you know, addressing their staffing issues, just like the pilot shortage. We have right. air traffic control needs too. And then you got uh, the problem with the uh, pilots don't have agreements. What, Southwest has been the news. United Americans been without a contract for how long, Tom? I mean, you follow up, that. Coming up on a decade now, 10 Jeez. years. What, what is going on? And, and so there's some grumbling going on, maybe potential striking coming down the road. I don't know. Uh, and But even in the meantime, they may have... You know, some of the pilots may be what uh, inclined just to do the absolute bare minimum uh, for for their employer because they're not happy with that agreement. Or what are you hearing on the street there, Tom? Well, it's not bare minimum. Uh, the pilots at the big three airlines and all the airlines, we always bare minimum. Kind of watch where you, where you put that. Everybody yeah. does their job safely. They're, right, they're, right. Well, I yeah. mean, like you, you know, they maybe they don't want to do overtime or something. Is that what you, what do you mean or well, what? Put it this way, doing everything right by the book. Yeah, uh, and sometimes you might overlook a few things here or there. But now, if there's a some MELs or some cabin write ups, they'll they'll address every issue instead of uh say, well, we're not going to go into this address to this issue. This MEL gets cleared up, so ended up delaying the flight, and it's usually called chaos or or max safety. And uh, you're doing everything by the book, uh, and but. By me saying I don't mean when we're not doing it, we're not doing it by the book, but we're just doing being extra safe. And that means you're being more methodical, more uh, everything. Everything is slowing down. Everything's going to slow down. Well, and they know it's going to slow things down, which is going to make the airline look bad, maybe, and they don't really care. <laughs> is, maybe is that a good way to say it? Possibly. Uh, because possibly. they're not happy because they don't have an agreement with the right. airline, uh, you know, execs. And, I mean, after all, you got It's been ten years now. I mean, you come on, you just can't keep dragging it out right now. The airlines are, uh, except for American right now, they're they got a lot of uh, financial issues going on. But uh, United, Delta, South. I mean, they're making buku bucks right now. Right. Well, Delta does have an agreement with their pilots, right? They they're the only one that really got it uh, taken care of. I think. And and with that being said, uh, United and American basically just wants the same thing. And, uh, right, and they're not getting it, so that's why that's why I have all the sunrise going on. Mm-hmm. Well, time will tell. Uh, traveler, beware. Uh, get your own plane and avoid it at all costs, because chances are it's probably going to get worse and it gets better. Yeah, uh, that's that's the kind of vibe I'm getting. Would you agree, Dennis? What do you think? 
it is, but having your own airplane may not necessarily solve that problem because you still got to share the same airspace with those airliners. Granted, we're at lower altitudes, but if they've got flow control going into the destinations you want to go, um, it can affect you even in a small airplane. Well, that's true too, I guess. But at least you could, uh, you know, if you're the pilot in command, you don't have to deal with all the other, uh, you know, typical problems you have to do with, you know, delays and things like that. You fly when you want to fly. Sure, they may clog up the airport and make the arrivals more difficult, but you can just divert and go to a different place. You have that choice, that freedom when you're uh, in, uh, you know, doing your as own thing. As long as the weather's good, and that's the problem. You know, there's yeah. only so many runways with the instrument approaches, and it takes time to get every airplane down. And whether it's a Cessna 172, a Mooney 201, or an Airbus uh, A380, they all need the runway. So. Well, true. So what do, what do you think, RV Tom? I mean, you're a retired United pilot. Would you say uh, it's going to get worse before it gets better, or are we on the upswing already? No, unfortunately, we're not on the upswing. Plus, the summertime's coming thunderstorms. That's the biggest problem right now. With uh, If you look at your NOAA map right now, you got thunderstorms throughout the whole country, and that's, yeah. that's always going to be your biggest deterrent during the summertime, especially – in the afternoons, during the business arrivals, you got all that afternoon convective activity taking place. But with that being said, with uh, with the union's unrest and nobody getting contracts, uh, I think it's going to be a, I think it's going to be a nasty summer. We'll we'll just yeah. have to see. Well, it's once again, it's it's super hot outside right now, especially in Florida. And man, we get the we're definitely in the afternoon thunderstorm uh, routine right now with El Nino. I think is uh, causing our this particular weather pattern, uh, maybe even exaggerating it a little bit more in Florida. But um, but yeah, uh, you got to fly if you're flying your own plane. You definitely got to fly before noon uh, if you if you want to take uh, or put the odds in your favor, right, Dennis? And that's what I've had to do with my students. Uh, we've switched from trying to do evening flights now to I got to get out of bed earlier and go meet them at the airport first before 7 a.m. If we want to get a flight in. Right. Because the afternoon thunderstorms pretty much have been putting a kibosh on on any uh, after work activities lately. Yeah. Well, and it's so hot. I know this from my sporties private pilot courses in the summertime. uh, The sun heats up the ground and it, it makes it really hot. And then it raises up and creates these crazy clouds and make uh, thunderstorms really bad in the afternoon. So, you know, summer flying is much more. Knowledge has occurred. There we go. Give me a banana or a cookie or something. Did I get it right, though? That's pretty accurate, isn't it? Pretty close, yeah. Yeah. And then plus there's El Nino things that are, like I said, exacerbating the problem with the thunderstorms and that kind of thing. It it is weird, though, when you see the weather patterns that we're experiencing right now. You remember... uh, what, not even two years ago in Florida, there's like, oh, drought, 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 drought. Now we got more water than they want, uh, and we're having flooding to the extreme. So uh, I, I don't even know what to think about that, you know, uh, other than I hate the water restriction stuff all the time because, you know, in a couple of years, we're going to have the exact opposite. And here we are. Yeah, are you experiencing that too, uh, Dennis, even where you are down in Fort Myers? I have a well. <laughs> So well, I don't have to really well, that's worry good. Your, your well is being replenished. <laughs> yes, right now. it is. It is full. I'm sure. Yeah, but we're we're definitely getting the cycles uh, of a lot of rain, especially in the afternoon right now. But you know, it's easy to avoid that by just flying in the morning. I do wish the weather patterns would co- cooperate better with my sleep schedule, though, because I'm, I'm not an early riser. Say, though, 
it, it helps my work schedule because it, it's, it really starts your day off right when you get to go fly for a couple hours and then sit down at the office. Yeah. Well, you know? I, exactly. You feel like you've, well, you have accomplished something. I've accomplished something. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm up, I'm motivated and ready to go. Yeah. And then uh, let the storms happen in the afternoon. But, well, you know, we only got a couple months of this and then it'll calm down. And I don't it'll know, be October. Oh, well. <laughs> well, yeah. It seems like a long way. Hey, at this point, a lot of sweating in the meantime. But that's fine. We'll make the best of it. We'll just plan the morning hours. All right, more coming up on Just Plain Radio. Just Plain Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. You are now clear for takeoff with Just Plain Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. Can I let you in a little secret? A secret? Just you and me? <laughs> Sorry, that had to come out. Go on. I'm not going golfing. I'm taking my first flying lessons today. I always dreamed of being a pilot. Oh, Jay, that's fantastic. And I I totally get it. I had a crush on the pilot who flew the crop duster back home. He had big, broad shoulders and a deep, husky voice that, in retrospect, could have been pesticide-related. Can you promise me sky that's trouble-free and clear? This is Just Plane Radio. Greg, your co-pilot, that's me, along with Captain Dennis Narby, Tom. All right, uh, Air Adventure, just a couple weeks away. Uh, big show. Oshkosh, Wisconsin, we'll be there with bells on, doing the show, doing our thing. Uh, RV Tom will be, uh, you know, I don't know, sharing hats between his RV and his Velocity, uh, because they're bringing in a special new Velocity aircraft into Air Venture. That uh, you've been helping uh, test it out. Is that right, uh, Tom? Or what are you doing oh, with yeah. them? It's been progress now for the last two years. Uh, actually, uh, about 20, going on 27 months building this airplane now. And uh, we've gotten seven flights out of it already. We're getting uh, head number four cylinder head temperature. We had a little problems with getting that down, but changed some baffling around and directed some more air into that number four. And, and it seems like it's, it's, where the rest of the other other cylinders are at right now. So they're working on interior. Uh, it's a task-oriented uh, certification. Now, it used to be always based upon hours, but now once you get certain tasks completed, looks like we'll get everything completed before uh, Air Adventure. So it'll be good to go. Yeah. Yeah, it'll be ready to go, so it'll be there. But, you know, six-seater, the new UL motors on there, uh, related to avionics, it's going to be – it's going to be uh, – I hate using that term "game changer," but it really is compared to what's coming out there today. It's it'll definitely be on the cover of uh, a lot of magazine covers here in the next few months. Well, there you go. Maybe even show up, uh, you know, with a picture on Just Plain Radio. I think dot com. I think we got to get it up there. By the way, when you're doing this, you're a true test pilot, aren't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. We've been doing it now for the last three years, so every time you go up there, it's fun. But when you say test pilot, it's not like. they don't like to write stuff with Chuck Yeager and stuff well, like that. Well, don't tell the chicks that. No, we don't tell the chicks that. But <laughs> you know, I've, I mean, because every time I do the test flight thing, my wife, you know, that gets all kind of, kind of, you know, you be careful now. And she says, I love you and all that stuff. But right. we go up there and we have, you know, we have our book and we don't do anything crazy. We don't. 
put the airplanes in flat spins. We do shut down motors and stuff like that. And, and we do some, uh, some pretty cool stuff, but it's not like we're going, you know, Mach 1 Mach, or Mach 10 and see if the airplane breaks apart. We're, we're well within the parameters and safety of, of established guidelines. Well, it, it depends on who you're talking to and who you're trying to impress. Right. Exactly. But, yeah, uh, probably, probably an adventure at nighttime after a few of, uh, martini, you know, margaritas and martinis. It, it might get to be, a, you know, might just make it more colorful by then. Right. There it was, thought of my back at 35,000 feet, one glass of one engine out, but, but really. Yeah, like Tom Cruise ain't got nothing on me. That's I, uh, right. That's I got right. this velocity six seater. And, you know, some of the uh, tests that you got to run it through, are they very structured? Like you have to go through some kind of FAA certification, you know, checklist kind of thing and say, okay, we did this and it worked. And how's that work exactly when you're trying to put it through the paces? Well, we do. We, we do all the engine parameters. We do the flight envelopes from the from stall speeds. Uh, and especially with velocity, it doesn't stall like a conventional airplane. It's more like a like a pogo, where the, your canard stalls first. Yeah. So we we write down our speed numbers, and we go up to our max speeds, and uh, we go we bring the airplane to, to VMO, MMO, not MMO, VMO speeds. So uh, we start getting a little bit of flutter, and we do our CGs. We we have some weight in the airplane. We'll put a couple batteries in there. And move our CG all the way aft and move it all the way forward. But one other thing about this six here, we the envelope on a thing is tremendous. We could have, you know, just a 150 pound pilot in the front seat with minimum fuel or six people, you know, with full fuel, and we still stay within the envelope. So it's a it's a real nice wide range envelope on this airplane. It's gonna So you're talking about the weight or the balance, you mean, or both? Balance, weight weight and balance. Uh, yeah, yeah. Your CG, your all the way forward, all the way up. Yeah. some airplanes it gets to be critical. On this airplane far so far with the CG all the way aft and all the way forward, the handle and characteristics are still very docile and very controllable. So hmm, it's turned nice. out well above and beyond our expectations. Well, that's good. So are these, uh, I mean, when, when you guys design a, a plane like that, you have the computer models and stuff like that, but what you're doing now is going through and putting them in a real-world test and making sure that what you thought it would do, it does and maybe exceeds that. That's kind of what you're trying to achieve at this point? Exactly. Well, I wouldn't say computer models. It's more uh, what Velocity has been building for the last 20-plus years, but we're just... Yeah upon that but so far with this new engine with the new engine the ul engine with full fade act uh it's exceeded our expectations uh true airspeed we're we're maybe about 230 knots and fuel this we're, we're down to uh you know 15 gallons an hour we're gonna get 20 miles a gallon with a, a twin engine airplane it's phenomenal that is excellent so you're yeah. saying uh 15 gallons an hour total uh, for both engines. For both engines. Wow, For both that engines, is good. Yeah. And 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 cruising uh, out about two two thirty two forty. Yeah, about two thirty two forty true airspeed. So yeah, it's it's pretty good. It's going to be a and with over one hundred twenty gallons of fuel. We're you, know, you got a good even with your IFR reserve. We're going to have a good seven hour range on it, and uh, you'll be able to cover fifteen hundred miles. So it's that's a longer range than most pilots. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, it doesn't have a. It doesn't have a little John in there. Are you going to pack one? We're going to pack one. <laughs> exactly. Are you going to fly it out to AirVenture yourself? No, nah, Danny, the owner of the airplane, he 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 put all the work and time until he's going to fly it out himself with uh with one of his uh 
uh, Air Force Academy buddies that he's known for 20 plus years. So they're flying it out. And I got my own RV as a motorhome uh, to fly oh, out right. there. Yeah. I'll be out there probably three or four days before Oshkosh officially opens. I'll be out there with Velocity setting up the tent and the booth and mm-hmm. getting all the uh, stuff ready for the show. Right. So you'll have it on display there at AirVenture if everything goes as planned. And uh, But you're not going to be flying people around in it. It'll just be on display at the Velocity uh, yeah, uh, it'll be a aisle or whatever. Site. We have a thing that uh, we have called Velocity Row. Uh, we end up having about 25 to 40 Velocities all lined up there. So mm. it, it's, it's very impressive. Yeah. yeah. So you invite the owners to come out and showcase some of the ones that you guys want to, you know, uh, present as examples of what you could do if you want to make your own velocity, right? Yeah, we'll have the single engine out there. We'll have the standard version, the uh, XL, the extra large. And now with the new six-heater uh, twin velocity, so we'll have uh, the regular twin, the, the extended range, the XL, the SE. We'll have about four or five different models on there. We have fixed gear, retractable gear. We're going to have the whole gamut out there. Well, that twin, that, that's retractable, I assume, right? Yep, yep. Yeah. Now, if you want to build it uh, fixed gear, you can do it for and You'll lose about 10 to 12 knots speed. But the, the advantage is uh, insurance costs. Being yeah. fixed gear, you'll save you know, maybe $1,000 plus a year insurance being fixed gear. Right. Okay. And, and then will they be able to actually order one right there at AirVenture, or is it still too new? Still no, you'll get... be able to. We, we've already had tentative four orders for it already. It hasn't even oh. flown yet. We got four orders. How about that? And, yeah. and they figure by the time you put uh, place uh, your deposit down on one of these, you, you can have it uh, built, what, in about a year or two? Uh, what do you uh, think? Two years. Two years. Two years, realistically. I mean, with Danny working on his airplane, he, he's down at Velocity every day for the last, I mean, literally for the last 26 months. He's got 3,000 hours in so It's taken two years. But being a prototype, a lot of parts we had to make just for that. But now that we've made them, we've had a mold of different things and the machining available for the different uh, parts for that. You've made them once. Now you know how to make them again. A lot of stuff here was a one of a kind. But now we've had measurements and we have design and 3D, everything, what we're going to need for the yeah. next airplane. And, and they're in velocities right down there by you in South Florida, isn't it? Sebastian, just south Sebastian, of Sebastian. Uh, okay. Just north of Vero Beach, just south of Melbourne, Florida. All right. Well, I'm anxious to see this plane. And then have Dennis buy one and then fly me around wherever I need to go. For you, it'd be the ideal airplane. It might not be a caravan, but, man, you could put the, three of your friends in there and all your scuba gear. Well, if Dennis will buy it, I, I think it's, uh, it'll work. If you buy it, I'll build it. Uh, and on that note, we'll wrap it up. Till next time, remember, no better high than turning to block just Plane Radio is brought to you by JustPlaneRadio.com. I say we take off and nuke the entire site from orbit. Your aviation resource on the information super skyway. It's the only way to be sure. Just Plane Radio is a production of Overboard Entertainment Incorporated. But just plain wrong. Remember, you can listen live or to archives of past shows worldwide over the internet at JustPlaneRadio.com. I'm going to leave my people up to the radio tower. So tell a friend and take off every week with Just Plane Radio. And I'm going to make a call. The show devoted exclusively to fly and the aviation lifestyle.
Listen up, everybody. I have some news. The opinions you just heard on Just Plain Radio are those of the hosts, callers, and guests. We are screwed. They are not necessarily those of any station or network, its management, or advertisers. A little too far. Cross the line. There are many factors to consider before learning to fly. What is your problem? So make sure you do your own research and get the proper instruction before your exploration into aviation. Thank you very much, sir. Have any questions or comments? Feel free to do so via the web at JustPlainRadio.com. 